0: All right, hi, and welcome back. Attorney Steve Vonner. welcome to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Okay, Attorney Steve here. We are bringing you a software infringement news blast. Okay, so we have news that Siemens Product Lifecycle Management Software, Inc. That's a lot. That's a big mouthful. Siemens, we call it. Siemens has filed another lawsuit in the Southern District of Texas, Houston Division, Um, This was filed by the law firm of Reed Smith, LLP, in Houston, Texas. Siemens is the plaintiff in the case, and they have sued Doe's 1 through 107. So I have in my hand a copy of the actual complaint that was filed, so I just want to go over this briefly. If you received a letter from your ISP or a subpoena, you were served a subpoena, that means simply that you're probably a defendant, a John Doe defendant, as we call it, in a federal court lawsuit. Okay, so I'm looking at the complaint. The case number is 4 colon 18 CV 2344. They are seeking a jury trial as normal. And this says here, plaintiff's original complaint for copyright infringement. Uh, plaintiff Siemens Product Life Cycle Management Software, Inc., Siemens PLM, is a corporation duly organized and existing under the laws of the state of Delaware. Uh, the true names and the capacities of defendants, DOES 1 through 107, are unknown to plaintiff at this time. So what happens when you're a DOE defendant? Really, they have knowledge of an IP address. They have knowledge that was traced back in using geolocation technology, traced back into the district or to your IP address. Sometimes you're out of the district. Um, But these, these, these letters are letting you know that you are named as a DOE defendant. What happens is once they have your identity, they can amend the complaint and put your name in there. Okay, So that's what it means to be a DOE. They don't know who you are. Once they find out, they may amend the complaint and put your name in there. Now, the problem with that, obviously, is if you work for an employer, they may find out. Um, sometimes in these cases, your employer could be implicated. Um, you know, so that's uh, obviously a big thing. If you're seeking a job, a lot of times we have people, engineers, and things that are in between jobs, uh, maybe downloaded using the software for you know research, scholarly purposes, maybe what some might might refer to as a fair use. Um, although obviously they're going to dispute that, but there is a concept in the law known as fair use. So um, at any rate, you know, it becomes a public record if your name gets in there. So a lot of people want to settle these cases, get them moved on, and that's what we help companies do. So let me read you a little bit more about the complaint here just briefly in case you don't have it and you don't have time to pull it up and read it. Uh, but it's a civil action. It's not a criminal action. Seeking damages and injunctive relief. That means they want you to stop using their software. And seeking damages for copyright infringement. So copyright infringement is federal law. That's why you're ending up in a federal court. Okay. So um, it just talks here about the first cause of action is infringement of copyrights against all those, 1 through 107. So they're suing everyone for the same action the only thing that may be differing is the product that's at issue but it says here PLM that's product lifecycle management software brings together computer aided design that's CAD computer aided manufacturing that's CAM computer aided engineering CAE and product data management PDM so these are the different types of products and the complaint talks of names. They're essentially their three main products. Talks about the NX line of products: the NX9, NX10, and NX11. So you could be accused of downloading that, or could be, and/or um, Solid Edge software versions three through seven. Solid Edge modeling and assembly tools. Um, And number 10, FEMAP software, including FEMAP with NX, Nastrin 10. So those are the products. So they're alleging those are the products that they have copyright registration in each of these products. And so, you know, they're accusing all the defendants of downloading one or more of these products. All right. Um, It says here, uh, Siemens PLM software, including NX, Solid Edge, and FEMAP, constitutes and contains Siemens, PLMs, Valuable Intellectual Property. So these are intellectual property, copyright infringement cases. Some call it software piracy. Um, Some call it unlicensed software. You know, lots of different things. But um, so they talk about their registration certificates. They talk about how a copyright holder has exclusive rights to their... um, to their copyrights and we've talked about this in other blogs a copyright holder has essentially six different rights two of the rights that are at issue is the right to reproduce and distribute the copyrighted software so that's one of their allegations is that you know their exclusive rights are to reproduce are being violated and when you download a copy of a software obviously you're making a copy of their software And that's copyright. Um, Number 14, plaintiff is informed and believes that each defendant without permission or consent of plaintiff has used and continues to use a computer with an internet connection to download and or use certain of the copyrighted software. In doing so, each defendant has violated plaintiff's exclusive rights of reproduction and or distribution. Each defendant's actions constitute infringement of the plaintiff's copyrights and or exclusive rights under copyright law. Um, Plaintiff is informed that the foregoing acts of infringement are willful, intentional, and in disregard of or with indifference to the rights of plaintiff. Now, this is important because they are alleging willful infringement. If they're able to prove willful infringement, they can go after officers and directors of a company. Uh, those who had the ability to supervise and turn a blind eye, as we say. But more importantly, willful infringement can lead to damages of up to $150,000 per copyrighted title. That's statutory damages. Whether or not you can prove even a, a, a penny or a loss of a penny, statutory damages can be at play. So that's really the the uh, the issue with copyright laws. It's very, very powerful law. You know, as I tell my clients, this was created by software companies, movie companies, music companies. I mean, copyright law has some teeth to it because of this. So they're alleging willful infringement. If you're a defendant, obviously you want to either prove there was no infringement or there was innocent infringement, which would reduce the damages. So um, that's part of our job when we take these cases is to get these get these things down into the innocent uh, world. However, they're also seeking actual damages, and an accounting. So this is very important. So even if so, say in some cases, say you've used their software for for years and you've created, you know, uh, you've made a ton of money off of the use of their software. They can actually come get an accounting. And see how much money you've made, and say, well, instead of the hundred and fifty thousand, that would be nice. But I'd rather have actual damages. If you would have paid for a license plus all your profits, you know, heck, you're we're into three, four, five hundred thousand or more. You know, that may be an attractive recovery model for a plaintiff. So you got to beware. There's two sides of this: the damages, the potential liabilities through the roof. Officers and directors have potential liability. And, of course, it says here, recovery of revenues and profits. And the kicker to copyright law is the recovery of attorney fees. So even if that wasn't bad enough, you know, these plaintiffs can put one, two, three attorneys on the case or whatever the case may be and seek their attorney fees. And that can be very, very substantial. We saw in one case, I think it was a it was either a Malibu Media or a Strike Three case where I think they recovered $21,000 as a recovery, but almost $200,000 in attorney fees. So as if it's not bad enough, the attorney fee kicker can really get you. So, But that's really a flavor of what the lawsuit looks like. If you've received a subpoena, you want to understand what your rights are, what our services consist of, let us know. We can talk to you over the phone, free initial consultation. Just give us a ring. You can find out more information in our phone number and email address at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com. So we hope this has been helpful. This is general legal information only and not legal advice or a substitute for legal advice, but that's what's going on in Houston, Texas, a big case filed by Siemens. Okay, Attorney Steve, thanks a lot. Have a great day and uh, we'll talk again. Thanks now.